TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Dennis Dotter, good friend, national college football writer for CBSSports.com, will join us this morning. Talk Didn't we just briefly. Talk to that yeah, and I, I remember that I was angry at him, as angry as I really? could be at a stranger, because uh, he was very complimentary of you in a tweet at SEC Media Days. He was giving you top billing over actual college football luminaries, and I, I just. I, thought Dennis was above things like that, and then he wasn't, and I was disappointed. But he will join us today because he authored the first in a series of uh, stories at CBSSports.com using uh, an anonymous survey among coaches. We discussed this briefly yesterday uh, about who and what's being cheated on and with and done in college football. He was uh, snitching. Yeah, so Dennis has been the middleman for those snitches, and he will wow. come on Muckraker. and break it down for us in our third hour. We begin, though, with college football, uh, and something that probably will come up with Dennis as well, and that is young Josh Rosen, the very talented, uh, but I guess controversial UCLA quarterback in a wide-ranging interview with Bleacher Report yesterday. Uh, drop some bombs on the education part of being a student athlete, and everyone's all in a tizzy because Josh has some thoughts um, on the balance of being a student and an athlete, and some folks just don't care to hear about these things, Brian. Uh, why not? What, 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 what's the what's their angst? What's, what problem do they have with what he said? I agree with a lot uh, uh, that he had to say. Some I, I don't necessarily agree with, but I don't understand why people are so upset. It's usually those who have not been in his shoes. It's usually those who see this, uh, our athletes, as getting something free. When it's not free, you have to display some type of talent. You have to expand some type of exertion mm-hmm. uh, out there on the field. You, you, have to, uh, you, you have to bring something to the table to help the hustle keep going. And so uh, I have no problem with a lot that he had to say. There's some things in there that uh, I wouldn't necessarily go along with, but he's right. It's a full-time job. It's difficult, and you've got an arduous schedule, but you sign up for it, and the rules are as they are, although I will continue to speak out against them, especially the young men and women across the board not being able to control their likeness, Uh, and and I'm sure he and others that feel the way as Josh Rosen will continue to speak their minds. They're the ones that are living it. Uh, They they are inundated with it each and every day, but once again, they chose it. They they understand the rules that apply, and uh, I have no problem with him and others speaking their mind, especially since they're all, they're going through it currently. If you miss what Josh Rosen said, and the whole thing is interesting, but the 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 headline grabbing parts of this are about the the balance of being a student and playing football, uh, and that the two of them are really hard to put together. Uh, that they are two full time jobs, and the commitment that's asked of you as a football player. Uh, makes it hard to be a fully committed student, which has always been part of my argument uh, when people say, because I am, like Brian, a proponent of um, uh, of college athletics being like the rest of life uh, and you being able to benefit from being good at it. And I think that uh, there should be more money involved for players. I think if I wanted to buy a Josh Rosen jersey uh, or a Leonard Fournette jersey or a Christian McCaffrey jersey in the past, I should have been able to, uh, and that should have somehow benefited them because they 
earned my desire to buy their jersey and because it's them. Um, so when people were throwing the education back at me and said, well, they're getting that for free. Well, they're getting it for free, but there's there's also, you know, there's a lot put on that education that Josh points out that doesn't make it this amazing, free, life-altering gift because, as Josh says, you could, you could I could have majored in sociology and graduated in three years, but I wanted an MBA, so I'm taking some harder classes, and it's hard to do that with the football commitment. And specifically, he said there was a class that I wanted to take, that I needed to take, and I couldn't because it conflicted with spring football. And spring football has to come first. So right there, boom. I mean, that's that to me, that's not a throwaway sentence. Well, but it, that's proof right. of yeah. that this is about football and education comes second, even if it's a nice free education that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. If it's limited and you can't necessarily do what you want at that school because of football, then it's not this great, you know, earth-shattering, unquestioned gift that they're giving you. Well, I have the same issues with the term free as I have with privilege. Uh, it's a privilege to play this game. That's bull dookie. You, no one, no coach walks through a high school hallway arbitrarily handing out scholarships, whether it's an academic scholarship or it's a football scholarship or it's a volleyball scholarship or it's a baseball scholarship. They don't just look at a damn kid and say, hey, damn, you look good. We're going to give you a free education for nothing just because of the way you look. You have to expend some energy. When Bill Reese, then a recruiting coordinator at UCLA, came to my football practice there in Lubbock, Texas, prior to my senior year, and I was whipping everybody's ass, he didn't give me a scholarship because I looked good in that number 80 jersey for the Dunbar Strokes Panthers. He gave me or offered me a scholarship, just like Notre Dame, just like Georgia, just like Iowa, just like everyone that offered me a scholarship. They gave me on the strength of my ability to play the game. And, yes, education comes along with that, but you have to earn the right. You have to earn the right. Let me say it again. You have to earn the right to get a scholarship, to go to a school, and have the opportunity to get an education. That's the biggest part of this thing, the education, because you're going to be a former player longer than you're going to be a current player, as my man A.T. Aaron Taylor loves to say, and he is correct. But that being said, let's quit with this free and, and, and privileged bull. It's not. You have to bring something to the table. You bust your butt to be on a team. That's part of it. They don't just look at you and say, hey, here you go. Go to UCLA. Go to Georgia. Go to Florida State. Go to Alabama. You have to earn it. If I'm on an academic scholarship, I never hear anyone tell you about anyone that's on an academic scholarship. Oh, they got a free education. No. You bust your butt in the classroom to earn an academic scholarship. You made straight A's. You made the honor roll. You made the National Honor Society. Right, you did, you community did whatever. Service. You did whatever you had to do to attract those universities, attract those institutions, and then they awarded you for your hard work, not for anything else other than your hard work, with a scholarship. That's how the game goes. And so Josh Rosen is is correct that it's a difficult uh, situation. Here's the deal. You have three pillars when you're in college. You you got your particular sport if you're a scholarship athlete. You have school. And then you have your social life. Now, you can't deal 100% in all three of those areas. Something's got to give. Now, when I was in school, my dumbass, this is what I would do. <laughs> I'd concentrate on football and I'd concentrate on the social yeah, life. as you should. And I would only focus on school once they put me on Scopro. And then spring semester, I'd make the dean's list. 
That's how dumb stupid I was. I put myself in a precarious situation, didn't go make the dean's list. So one that I couldn't handle it, it's just I wasn't focused on the educational part. So it, it, it is difficult, but something has to give. You, you, you've got to uh, make, make sure you maintain your, your, your sport and you have to maintain school. Or if you choose to focus more on social life and, and sport, School is is going to take a back seat, and then you're going to be kicked out of school or ineligible or what have you. And and Josh speaks to that as far as – and this is one of the things that really – I'm not jiving with him so much on. He talks about how schools are just trying to maintain the eligibility of, of players. Yeah, you don't, and you that, don't that, agree that, with that? That may be true in some instances, but there are so many things that afforded you from tutors and, and all the other uh, resources that are there on campus that you can tap into if – you have the wherewithal to do that. So there are things that are there for you if you're smart enough to realize it that you that you can you can use to help better yourself as a student. And so, yeah, there I, I, there are people who just look at the athlete and they pass a, a, a guy on, uh, not trying to help him whether it's in junior high or high school. They, he's a phenomenal athlete. Yes, that goes on. I, I'm not naive uh, enough to not believe that. Yes, that goes on, and that's unfortunate. But there needs to be a little bit more tough love with a lot of these guys, no matter how much athleticism they possess, because once they get out in the real world, if this path to the NFL or the path to the NBA or the path to Major League Baseball or what have you doesn't pan out, what are you going to fall back on? But isn't all those all those things, those structural things, the tutors, the study halls, and isn't that doesn't that go back to Josh's point that at a lot of places those are there just to make sure you can play football, that just to keep you eligible? And if, I'm sure you could no, use no, no. that. I, I would I would like I would push back somewhat. Yes, and, and I, I think I, I thought I just uh, acknowledged that that goes on. But those things are there to to help you as well when you tap into them and use use them. Uh, in the manner in which they're they're to be used, and and regular students, those who are not athletes, they have mentors and tutors that right. they can they use, and and athletes the same. So uh, it's there to help you. They want you to become a better student. They want you to become a more well-rounded person. So it's not necessarily all the time are they just focused on you being eligible as an athlete. Yes, that's part of it because you earn a scholarship. And they only have so many of them, and they want all of them, all of the scholarship athletes. Even though it doesn't happen, they want all of them to pan out and hmm. and, and stay eligible. So yes, that that occurs. But uh, I think that the other part of it is, and there are a lot of well, good-minded people on those campuses that want to see you grow as a person and as a student. Yeah, it just you know, it's so tough from from. Um from the outside to know how dastardly things can be. I mean, I, I maybe at times I skew too much to the negative in this, but when it comes to, you know, when it comes to football, when it comes to high level basketball, uh, I just, I, I, I can't, I can't know from where I sit. I hope I'm again, going too far to the negative, but you know, my first thought is that these schools that the, the exception to the rule are the schools that really want you to flourish and do what you can academically not to make it the first thing with the sport being second, but almost getting it to fifty-fifty. But I, you know, my my gut is that most of the places their concern is your eligibility. That they don't need you to get a ninety; they need you to get a six. You know, one well, more than the than what the you know the failing grade is. Of course, they want you on the field, uh, or they want you on the court because they went out, they scouted you, and on the strength of your ability, they awarded you a scholarship, and also on the strength of your ability. 
uh, in, in most cases, to even qualify to go to, the, to a particular institution. Now, across the board, not all institutions are built the same. A little harder to, to get in at Texas than it is at Oklahoma or uh, other places. A little harder to uh, get in uh, there at UCLA than it is to be accepted at other places. And Josh Rosen uh, pointed toward, uh, to that fact that he used Alabama as an example. And he was right. Morning, Nick Saban. There are some dumb ballfellas in some locker rooms. Right. Yes, that is true. There are cats that you how did he get in college? What's he doing here? <laughs> he, he is correct. That, and then I've been around coaches who said I, I wish my school had more dumb kids in. Well <laughs> they've asked for true. Can we lower those uh, yeah. requirements just a little tiny uh, bit. As my man Dr. Butler says, if your office is suspect, you might need a few suspects. Yeah, can we so, uh, can we take a few yeah. checks off the ACT requirement? <laughs> Thanks. Right. Yeah, make make it and not to say just because you don't score uh you know high on an SAT or an ACT that you can't do the college work. I'm not a big fan of standardized tests. Uh, you can get in there, and then if you put your mind to it, uh, you, you can succeed at, at the collegiate level. So, uh, you know, the, the, there's a, a, a process here that it needs to be changed. I've been a big advocate, once again, of allowing these folks to benefit, these athletes to benefit from their likeness, and I don't see it changing anytime soon, but the more we harp on it, the more we discuss it, I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, and, and, and hopefully somewhere soon down the road, those who still hold on to this amateurish BS yeah. uh, will open their eyes and see the, the model, the business model is antiquated, it's outdated, it's changed for everyone involved except for those who are out there producing, those whose jersey are flying off the shelves in that bookstore. The model has changed for everybody except for them, and that's why you have this autonomy from the Big Five because they see what's coming down the right. road, and they're trying to get out ahead of it. That's why you have the, the full scholarships now and other things as far as travel, uh, depending on the situation for a player and his family. Uh, there's some things that they're trying to get in front of and, and try to uh, mitigate the damage that could be done down the road once these young men and w- women understand how much power they actually do hold. Your, uh, your alma mater provided uh, recent fuel to this fire in terms of, oh, yeah, we can't, you know, we can't have a stipend and there's, there, there's not enough money to account for the full cost of tuition and living in college because uh, there's a new football locker room at Texas. And instead of like a nice little graphic nameplate that would have said, what was your number, 40? 60, man. 60. I knew it was a weird number. 60, Brian weird. Jones. 40's weird? Yeah, it's an, it's, a, it's like off. I feel like linebackers should just be in the 50s. Like that, you should College. be. College. No, whatever. I, no, I know. But, mm. it, my, but my number reference okay. point comes from the NFL, and Carl Banks wore 58, and LT wore 56. Like 50, 50s are linebacker numbers. Anyway. Instead of just a very simple, even if a flashy graphic, um, each locker in this new Texas setup has its own TV screen above the stall that's just to show the Brian Jones headshot and say 60, and there's your smiling mug, Mm -hmm. and it says Brian Jones. Media icon. Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) at some point, like, the bells and whistles can be cooled a little bit. Well, listen, uh, LT, I believe, was 88 in college there at uh, UNC. So that's that's a funky number two. It is in, in your book. It is. Uh, hold on. You pick up your pen. I'm dropping stuff. Uh, secondly, we're in an arms race. Right. We are definitely an I arms know. race in, in college football, and you need all those bells and whistles yeah, to attract these young men. That's why you see all the different uniform changes. 
and, and things of that nature because the that, Oregon kids that, can get their hair cut. Yeah, what should yeah, we do? Th- th- those TVs. Gl- glossy, shiny objects out there that they <laughs> dangle in front of you really sell you on a program uh, as much as winning does. Uh, so uh, th- that's never going to change. And in te- at Texas, we do things bigger and better. And at least we, we try our best to. So yeah. they needed to upgrade some of the facilities there, and that's what's happening. Hook them, by God. Mm-hmm. Might right. want to win some games, too. Anyway, uh, there's up. still so much to unpack from this because uh, there has been negative reaction, well, shockingly, to Josh Rose. Uh, and I'm sure some of you listening um, those would are the ones who like to say free. That negative criticism uh, at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You can tweet us as well, at Geo and Jones. Uh, maybe we can get blocked a few more times by some more fancy people today. You think? Ruffle some feathers. Only one person blocked us, Ray Ray. And again, Dennis Dodd from CBSSports.com joins us in hour number three. More on this with him uh, and cheating. So a lot of complimentary <laughs> college football conversations this morning here uh, on Geo and Jones. There's more, too, involving Alabama. They were slightly in the Josh Rosen crosshairs, and some former Tide QBs are angry with Nick Saban. We will do that, plus an update uh, as our rotating anchor chair continues. Third day, third different voice. As far as I know, uh, Chris Lepresti has not been on a dating show on TV. CeeLo! But we'll see. The, 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 the... When we come back on Geo <laughs> and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to Tiki and Tierney weekdays between 3 and 6 Eastern for your chance to win Guns N' Roses tickets right here on CBS Sports Radio. So far, so good. Sun will be out. It's a nice, cool, not humid day here in New York. Perfect weather. I'm not. Damn, New Yorkers. Crying about the humidity. That's all I hear. It's too humid. Yeah, it is. Too humid. You know what it is? It's too damn cold. That's what it is. Deal with the humidity. You've got seven houses in places where there's warm weather. Just go there. I am. Thank you. Do your show from there. You do it half the week anyway. You might as well just do it full time. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, Nick Saban versus Blake Barnett and Cooper Bateman in just a second. But here is Chris really? Lepresti. Wait, wait, They want to pick that fight. Yeah. Go ahead, CeeLo. CeeLo! Uh, we had uh, Brad Heller on Monday, Darwin Zook yesterday. Darwin. And now Chris I'm not going to fall for on a towel fight. A little yeah. update, man. Carousel this yeah. week. So, so what's going on? I just I don't want to put any you know too much on your plate, but Darwin did show up yesterday with footage of his dating show TV debut with his super high pitched voice. Oh God, what's the luck right now? <laughs> That's Darwin. Is it really love in the wild? So <laughs> when does that take? When does that take? That place? happened in like 2011. <laughs> oh, okay. When Darwin That's was before they dropped. Yeah. Now he just showed up like. Unprompted with this, or <laughs> well, you no, guys request that he bring it with him? No, no, you know they get to dig in on this show. We were talking about anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a little awkward. <laughs> long story short, the Bachelorette came up yesterday. Mm. I remembered that Darwin had been on this show, and then Mikey B went and found it. Oh, okay. It's so, not like Darwin brought it to the table no, himself. No, no, it was not his like resume. Okay. His real. But if you have anything like that that you want to share with us... <laughs> I do it's not. Up to you. No claim to fame is like that. But right. uh, I will tell you that it was quite a ball game last night in Cleveland. A swing and a drive. Deep left center. On the run is Blackman. This ball. Gone. Tom Hamilton, Indians Radio Network. And now we'll fast forward about 25 seconds because that's how long Hamilton waited to finish the call. Oh, what a mob scene. Gomes jersey. Ripped off his body. 
as he's mobbed at home plate. Jan Gomes walk off three run homer. Indians rally for four runs in the bottom of the ninth to beat the Rockies four to one, and that made a winner out of Corey Kluber, who went the distance, allowed three hits, and struck out eleven to improve ten and three on the year. That is good. Yes, he is a little bit better though. Is uh, the Leader in the clubhouse for the AL Cy Young Award. That would be Chris Sale, who turned in another dominant outing Tuesday. Eight innings, two hits, one walk, 13 strikeouts, win number 14 as the Red Sox blanked the Rays in Tampa. Two to nothing. Jackie Bradley Jr. knocked in one of the Boston runs with an RBI single. What's it like playing outfield behind Sale? You don't get much action, um, but... You know, that's, that's a good thing. As the Red Sox increased their first place lead over the Yankees to four games, New York fell to the Blue Jays 4-2. to two. Josh Donaldson with a couple of two-run homers for Damn, Toronto. CC Sabathia, yep, pulled from the game after just three innings. Turns out his bad right knee is acting up again. Not sure if he'll have to go on the disabled level. I don't know. Right now, I'm just concerned. Just try, I just want to pitch. I just want to get out there and be healthy and pitch. And, um, you know... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. He was very emotional speaking to the media after the game. 37 years old, final year of his contract, mm-hmm. and now dealing with yet another injury to How that bad knee. How about this record? Aaron Judge, record, 25 straight games he has struck out. Yep. Is it 25 or 35? 25 straight games he has struck out. All right. Thought I saw 35. Either way, good job out of him. Yeah, I don't know if 25-35, whatever, it's a franchise It's a franchise record. It's a lot of years for the Yankees. I saw another great stat that they're throwing him a ton of sliders now in the second half. He's chasing like It's crazy. like 122 yeah. sliders. He doesn't have a single hit against the slider in the second half of the season. Judgment Day! I'll give you this too. Joey Gallo, the Rangers last night, they are playing the Mets, so I was watching on TV. He has more home runs this year than singles, doubles, and triples combined. It's amazing. More than half his hits are home runs. Joey Gallo? Joey Gallo. He's hitting oh. 208 with 31 home runs and like 20 singles, 12 doubles, and a triple. The Not ultimate Callow. boomer bus guy. Yeah. Jerry Callow? <laughs> yes. Elsewhere, Giancarlo Stanton with a new career high. Home run number 38 also leads the majors in that category. Marlins beat the Nationals 7-3. to The White Sox beat up Dallas Keuchel, got past the Astros 8-5. to Diamondbacks double up the Dodgers 6-3 to as Jake Lamb homered twice and drove in five for Arizona. First loss by the Dodgers to a team not named the Atlanta Braves since July 2nd. There was some good news for L.A., though. Clayton Kershaw threw aggressively off flat ground yesterday, said he feels healthy recovering from another back injury. What also, no. <laughs> That's the way I read it. Through aggressively, he didn't, people. Just, he didn't just play catch. He ramped it up a little bit. It wasn't soft talk. Screaming. It wasn't on the mound. It wasn't a bullpen, but it catch wasn't this. just playing catch with his son or anything like My that. My goodness. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe West, the Major League's most senior umpire, suspended three days for comments he made about Rangers third baseman Adrian Beltre in a USA Today, uh, USA Today report from earlier this year. Called him the biggest complainer in the big leagues. Beltre said last night he felt the suspension was unnecessary and that West was simply joking around. NFL news, Cam Newton will not play in tonight's preseason game between the Panthers and the Texans, but he is coming along nicely in his recovery from shoulder surgery. Cowboys defensive lineman Tyrone Crawford carted off the field last night with a right ankle injury he suffered chasing down Ezekiel Elliott. NBA, the Knicks have signed former number 2 overall draft pick Michael Beasley to a one-year deal. Played for the Bucks last season. This will be his sixth team in 10 years. PGA Championship begins tomorrow, but beginning in 2019 at New York's Beth Page Black tournament moving up to the month of May for the first time in 70 years. So it'll take place between the Masters and the U.S. Open. Knicks fans happy? You get Michael Beasley? You're looking at me like I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> oh, I mean, not? I'm happy for the weed oh. jokes, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a great player he was coming out of K-State. Mm. I mean, the guy was phenomenal, but 
got on the wacky stuff and uh, just that took precedent over, I guess, playing. Yeah. No motivation. No. It looks like he's straightened it out here in the last couple of years, even though he can't stick with one team. But if people still want you. Yeah, listen. Take their checks, right? Warm bodies have a place in New York. Okay. You gotta. You can get a pulse. You can not be <laughs> terrible. You're on our team. We need some space. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, before that, Barnett-Bateman-Saban battle. Here's B in Alabama. <laughs> First up on the phones here on CBS Sports Radio. B, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my, talk, my call. Sure, uh, I listen to you every it. morning from 5 to 6 a.m. before it goes to a local channel. Uh, first time calling. Appreciate Michael it. Easley, the, the savior of the Knicks. They're going to the top. <laughs> yeah. final, yeah, final, <laughs> final piece. Final it's piece of the puzzle. They're, they're going to compete with Cavs. <laughs> uh, so I have no problem with Josh Rosen's comment. Absolutely none. He made the comment about Alabama because right now they're the, the standard for college football. I'm an Alabama fan. They've been to four or five of the last eight national championships, won four of them. So that was his comment. If it had been Notre Dame, he would have made it about them or, or Florida State or anybody else. And college football and school, he's right. It, that's way too hard. That's two full-time jobs. I have no problem with those at all. The Bateman and Bar- the Barnett comments, I think Barnett was told he was the, the guy. And then it didn't work for a couple of series. And I think they should have gave him more opportunities. But then you put Jalen Hurts in, and the freshman gets up 38-3. to How do you take him out? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? You can't take him out. And then you go 12-0, make the conference championship, you win, you beat Washington. I mean, what, at what point were you going to take him out? I'm with you, hey. B. That that the guy is a moving target. <laughs> you know, you're the guy yeah. right now. But let's see uh, what your 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 performance shows us. Does it does it qualify uh, as you being the the guy all the time and, and our main guy? No, that, that's what that competition is about. And you know that going in when you you attend Alabama and some of these other schools, Ohio State, throw that uh, throw them in that number and, and many others. There's going to be competition. You can't be afraid of competition. Now, as far as and we'll get back to Bateman and, 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 and Barnett in their comments, but I wanted to uh, also comment on what he said uh, as it pertains to Josh Rosa and, and this this process, uh, you know, the the going to school and and and, and then having to deal with with practice and 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 it's it's hard, it's difficult, and, and if you've gone through it, you understand. But that's part of it. And, and going to college, I, I've got a unique situation because I went back after the NFL and all that was done and, and, and finished my degree. So I had nothing other than school to concentrate on. And it was a beautiful thing. I didn't have to worry about running to a practice or, or going here or, or, or lifting weights or anything. It was all about going back to school. The bad thing about it, I had to go get my own books. Yeah, I had to go to the bursar's <laughs> office and do all that stuff and register. Everything was on me. Whereas when you're an athlete and you're on scholarship, they take care of everything for you and, and you just go pick up your books and, and you, you, you identify what classes you want to take usually. And, and, but everything is, is pretty much laid out for you. Uh, when, I go, when I went back, that wasn't the case. And it was a cool, as surreal as it was, having been in that environment uh, in, in a different uh, manner, going back and having all the onus on me to take care of this and that, that was cool. It was, it was just a, it was a trip. Uh, so uh, having that unique perspective, I understand exactly what, what Josh Rosen is talking about. When you can just concentrate on your schoolwork, man, it, it's amazing what you can, you can do. But th- there are those who have uh, been able to 
take part in this process, be uh, great football players or basketball players or whatever their sport may be, and, and then also focus on the educational part and, and get that done. And, and it goes back to my original uh, comments. You know, what are you gonna? What are gonna be your priorities? Is it gonna be your sport, school, or is it gonna be social life? Yeah, uh, and so you can't do all three. And you have to pick two and, 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 and run with those two. And usually I pick the wrong Seriously. I pick one of the wrong two. I love, yesterday we spent time on cheating with honor an hour. Like so you got three things. You got sport, you got school, you got girls. You gotta pick two of the three, right. okay? Don't pick don't go with all three that's asking for well, too much. Social life. You now, get caught one up of them in is a sport. So now you're down to picking one or two. It's the girls or the classes and Sixth Street was kinda like a sport. Yeah. <laughs> Fishing. <laughs> Sport, man. Uh, so as far as this Blake Barnett, uh, Cooper Bateman, Nick Saban thing goes, uh, both of those quarterbacks have left the tie because Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. Uh, going into last year's season opener, uh, they each thought, Barnett and Bateman, they were going to play more and at different times in week one against USC. Uh, Barnett started, did nothing for a two-series. Hurts came in. Uh, and then all of a sudden it was 38-3, to three, and then Bateman finally got out there. Um, I I understand staying with the hot hand, and, and you want to cycle guys through, and when do you take Jalen Hurts out? Um, but, again, never being in this situation, my first question is, reading this, is you know what what are you allowed to expect from your head coach, and what does a coach owe the players in terms of honesty and I guess sticking to the plan and well, the plan the, the plan changes and, and you you understand that as, as an athlete and they went in having the coaches having communicated to the quarterbacks that okay you're going to split time and you you saw what those guys had and then you put in this this, this freshman and you see what he has and I think his first pass was an interception or he fumbled or something uh, Jalen Hurts but after that it was smooth sailing and you saw something take place with this offense. There was a different feel, different energy, a different look to it when you put the, the true freshman in there. And so you're going to stick with the hot hand. And the writing was on the wall from then on. They end up whipping them 56-3. to and, and so you, you go with, with Jalen Hurts. And, and, yes, your feelings get hurt, but you just have to deal with that. And, and you, when you sign with Alabama, there's going to be a ton of competition. You may be a five-star and you come in there and there's someone already in your spot and that player is, is better than you, that's too bad. You're going to have to sit and wait. Buys your time. But now you're talking about young quarterbacks and Barnett and, and Bateman and you've got a true freshman that's now the main guy. You know you're not going to see the field unless there's an injury or, you know, and you don't wish that on the young man. So you, you take your ball and play elsewhere. So you can't be upset that, hey, I was it was communicated to me that we were going to split time. I start the game if you're your Bateman, and then you put the freshman in, and, and he plays much better than us. Well, he was just much better. Tip your hat to him. Move on. And that's what both of them did. What One's at Arizona State, one's at Utah, uh, I believe. You're just saying that because Nick Saban talked to you for 22 minutes recently. I have. <laughs> so you're on Team Saban. <laughs> no, I've lived it. <laughs> that's why I'm saying it. I've lived it. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. There has to be somebody out there who thought Josh Rosen sounded dumb yesterday. I, I saw people <laughs> in the media who thought he sounded dumb, and uh, Danny Cannell basically said he should be quiet and be good on the field. That's because that's. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Oh, Danny Cannell, you shut the hell up. Why can't he speak? He's living it right now. Well, I mean, not even... Why, why does he need to be quiet? Yeah, and he should live up to expectations, which he, he hasn't he done yet in the field. He doesn't have a, a, a voice. Uh, he, he's he's in... He's in this thing right now. He's hitting this 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 monster, this animal. Why can't he have, uh, share with us his perspective? Yeah, I mean, there is that too. Whether you agree with him or not, to say he shouldn't be talking about things is just silly. Uh, we should always hope that people and athletes have thought things through and have an opinion. We might not agree with it. They could be, you know, factually just like wrong. Like we don't agree certain... with Danny Cannell's opinion, right? I mean, a whole host of things. I mean, Danny Cannell kind of responds, but I would ask, I would like a better one than Josh Rosen should live up to expectations on the field before he says anything. I mean, that's that's. I, I think the guy is right now going into his third year. Although he was injured quite a bit last season, uh, he's still considered a top ten pick. So he's living up to expectations. He might be number one depending on who you talk to. Yeah. Uh, the NBA is being smart to deal with the scourge of rest days. We'll do that when we come back on Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You put on your pants one leg at a time just like everybody else. I don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jump in mine. I lay on my back and put... Put them on my feet and tip my feet yeah. in the air, then Both. pull them down. Yeah. yeah, I just put them on the ground and, and hop in, and then and pull them, pull them up. up. Yep, that's interesting. Yep, is that a Texas thing? No, it's just a BJ that's thing. A BJ thing. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, that's what I do. Uh, and sometimes I just leave them down and walk around like that dude from Dayton, the basketball player that beat up. <laughs> Brother, your personality is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm stuck with it. <laughs> I tried and couldn't change it. You know, speaking of personality, I'm not going to name names, but Pete's been on a rampage this week. What's wrong with Declaring him? people boring and unfunny. Oh, really? It's happened twice, and it's only Wednesday. Oh, damn. Yeah. If you lost Pete, you've lost the war. I mean, I mean, seriously, if Pete thinks you're bland, then you are bland. You have no no hope? No. No just future? Give up. No nothing? Move on. Yeah. Just go work in a convenience store. Exactly. Exactly. Go smell cheese in a Buick. That's, huh? that's one of Pete's greatest lines. Parmesan cheese in a Buick. Why? Who don't look at me. I don't question a... genius. He, he said my car smelled like Parmesan cheese well, in we a know. Buick. We know. <laughs> we know why. Speaking of Mike's car, <laughs> it's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Before your travels begin, prepare for some road trips. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts for simple, preventable maintenance that will ensure a safe journey during the summer months. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. I would also um, recommend having your alternator slash battery yep. checked on occasion yep. just to make sure everything's every okay. Every now and then. Before the bottom drops out and you're mm-hmm. on a highway, say in New Jersey, on the way home from here, and you waste four hours when you normally would be home napping, listening to God knows what. Um, instead, you're at the mechanic, and then all of a sudden you're a couple hundred dollars um, in the red. <laughs> So if you've got any free cash as well, kickstarter.com slash Mike Viseglia. <laughs> got to replenish the kitty. How about you sell your kitty? <laughs> yeah. Never happening. Never selling, Leon. Not for sale. Go for you. 
Good for Leon. Are we getting Dr. Poe? That's the plan. Dr. Poe. Incredible Dr. Poe. Incredible. That's he is. He is. Right. They're in central Michigan. was actually, I, I put on a show yesterday. My wife was out of town. She came back and felt horrible, so she went right to bed. So it was just me and the kids, and they were, as usual, incorrigible. And at one point, I was like, I need a break. But I didn't want to put on, like, just the normal nonsense TV. It's like, let me find something that they actually might learn something from and be entertained by. And I found a show that I probably now like more than they did, but they loved it. It's called The Zoo. It's a, at the Bronx Zoo behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's on Animal Planet. You'd mm-hmm. love it. I've seen it advertised, but I've not watched it. Yeah. Cool. You should watch it. The animals in there are pretty happy. This seems cool. like it. Seems like it. Yeah. yeah. Right. People that work there love it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. A little cultish. <laughs> a little cultish. <laughs> they love the animals a little too much. Uh-oh. Like one lady, one of the, the bird ladies. I feel like if you bird people are, are weird in general. Bird watchers, ornithologists is what this lady was, and she's <laughs> talking to the camera about some bird. And she keeps looking at the bird, and she goes, I'm so sorry. I, when I talk about birds, I just I have to look at the birds. Looking at a human is so odd to me. I'm like, okay. Wow. So you're giving the bird to the bird people? I didn't do that. I just uh, wanted maybe to have her go I out mean, a little bit. It, it, your uh, analysis. I mean, is, she's at the Bronx Zoo. Arthur Avenue is so nearby. Some of the best Italian food in the country. Just, really? Yeah. Just Arthur Avenue. Walk over there, take a break, think about humans and not birds, and then go back to work. Yeah. So just pick a Italian restaurant. You can't, you can't go wrong. Wow, good to know. Walk into a deli, buy a hero, go to an actual restaurant, get a meal. You can't. All right, Bronx Zoo. Put it on the list. Make a day of it. Yeah, the zoo, the botanical gardens, and Arthur Avenue. I don't know about botanical gardens. You take a girl there, dude. It works. Does really? Yeah, you're gonna seem sensitive oh, and look at those orchids. Appreciative oh, of your nature skin and beauty. Is soft exactly. Like yeah, okay. They have... Well, some of us need tricks. Some of us aren't I, 6'4 with muscles and I, used to play in the NFL. I, so. I got you. Yeah, that would... All right. That would <laughs> some probably... of us need to grease the skids more than others. <laughs> Orchids, nah. It's like the bird watches to you. No. No? Mm-mm. Cool. All I'm right. cool with that. Let's go to brunch. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, let her and she exactly. comes back to me. As I said, I'll, I'll stick with brunch and Prosecco. <laughs> Girl, you need another drink. Yeah. <laughs> You coming back home with me? All right. Frowline. So the NBA um, is doing its best to address days off and rest days. Yeah. And it, uh, it had become so – I still think that you can do whatever you want as a team and a player, but obviously when you have guys in mass missing a Saturday night primetime game on ABC, um, you've got to address something. So the NBA season, the coming one, will begin a week earlier, so a little earlier in October than the last couple of days of the month. And that will allow the NBA to spread things out. They're cutting back on back-to-backs on four games and five nights. Um, you will go now. There'll be fewer one-game road trips which actually matter. Uh, teams like you get out and you travel and you go, not just here and there and back and forth. Uh, and a couple of other little things within the, sh- the schedule structure that should make it easier to play as many as 82 games as possible. I, th- I still think there will be periodic extra days off, and there should be, and that's fine. I'm never going to argue against that. Uh, but it certainly makes sense from the league's perspective to try and make them as unnecessary as possible. Well, no stretches of four games in five nights, and there wouldn't be no 
uh, 18 games in a, uh, in, in, within in a, a month. month. Yeah. Which, mm, that one, okay, no stretches of four four games and five nights. I, I get that. And five and seven. In 30 days. That doesn't seem too strenuous to me, but, hey, it is what it is. And, yeah, those single-game road trips and, and the back-to-backs, those are going to be reduced as, as well. And, yeah, they're trying to – uh, placate to their fan base, which they should, because you you plop down that type of coin and then you go to a game and the marquee players are not out there on the court, you're going to be highly upset. It is expensive as hell to go to these games, no matter which sport you're talking about. So uh, I applaud them and Adam Silver. We've, we've been big fans from day one when he took over as the, the head man there at the NBA because he's always forward-thinking and, and trying to come up with solutions to problems and looks as though – they may have come up with one here, but the season was already long enough, wasn't it? So now it's going to start earlier in October instead of November. What is it, eight-month season? I mean, just a week. Usually Halloween is the time when the NBA season begins right around there. Okay. So now it'll be the 25th or the 23rd instead of the 31st. And the now they, they have extended – was last year the first year where they extended the All-Star Weekend? Or All Star Week? Uh, that sounds about right. It used to just be three or four days, and now it's a the whole, whole. It's almost a whole, whole week. Yeah. Right. Uh, so whatever it takes to, to to make your fans happy and and, and to ensure that uh, those players, those star players that y- your fans are coming to see on a daily night, uh, get to witness those guys. Uh, I'm all for that. Yeah, and cool. this is this is really the only avenue because you can't, yeah. you couldn't. There was not a rule to be made that would have been logical and right. fair. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't declare that guys couldn't rest. You're gonna play. Yeah, or you have to clear with How the league difficult office. It is. Like, you don't have class to go to. Like Josh Rosen, <laughs> you play. Easy. Yes. You have one thing to worry about. Playing. Colin Kaepernick has support from people who don't know his name, so I'm not <laughs> sure he wants their support, but he's getting it. And we get to that in hour two at Geo and Jones. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.